You may be familiar with the UK estate agents Hunters Property Group, and today I'm in conversation with the CEO, Glenys Frew. Glenys' career actually started in the FMCG industry, working with blue chip companies such as United Biscuits and PepsiCo, where she specialised in sales, training and client-facing roles. After a considerable amount of time, she left the corporate world to create her own training business, but soon decided to pursue her passion for property, in which she started with Hunters in 1999, and has gradually worked her way to CEO, steering the company through the highs and lows of the property market with integrity. She's thankful to have had some amazing bosses along the way that have given her breaks and opportunities of which she's now able to give back and do the same for others coming through the ranks. Her family are a huge influence in Glynis's life, especially her parents and husband of 28 years, of whom she has two daughters with. So Glynis, it's, it's lovely to have you with us today, and, and thank you for coming on our Modern Woman podcast. No, oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell us um, about your career journey prior to starting in property, because I know it's quite an interesting one. Right, okay, well... I started work on the 3rd of September, 1979. And most of the people I talk to these days weren't even born in 1979. So, and the the world of work for women in business at that time was very different to how it is today. You know, it was very male-dominated. To have, you know, a woman in, in any business capacity at that time was actually quite odd. Um, but I thought I'd be quite good at sales. Uh, actually, what I really wanted to be was I wanted to be a HR director because, you know, when people say, oh, titles don't matter. Well, actually, that was the one title that really mattered to me. I did apply to a company at the time to ask them, can I be your HR director? And uh, I was just new out of university and they did send me a letter back saying, you know, phone us up when you've got less time. So I thought, oh, right, okay, well, I better start at the beginning again. So that's how I started in sales and I started for United Biscuits. And um, I worked for the food side for them, which was uh, selling peanuts. So those were the lovable nuts at the time, KP nuts. That's how I started. Yeah. And uh, I started, then you had to start, you know, right at the at the bottom, if you like. And so I used to have to go and cover for other salespeople that were on holidays and things like that. And my sense of direction is absolutely hopeless. Uh, you didn't have sat-navs then, so I spent most of the time with the window open saying, uh, can you tell me where I can find such and such a street or whatever? Um, but it taught me a lot. And I stayed there for about 10 years and worked my way up. And so that comes back to, you know, the world of work was very different for women. In the teams that I was in, I was the only woman. And, you know, if you had her, if you had meetings in hotels or whatever, when they brought the coffee, I was the one that had to pour the tea and pour the coffee. <laughs> um, and there was this... There was this, everybody was graded, and there was this grade, which was a K grade. And no woman had ever reached this K grade. So there was two of us. Uh, There was a a lady in marketing and me, and it was a race to, we will get to K grade. So 
that was a real, you know, sort of uh, achievement when I got it. I was absolutely thrilled. Um, and, you know, then, of course, things move on and, you know, lots lots of people got it. I mean, I think that, you know, these days, you know, there are lots of, of opportunities for women. I do think that then, and you know, um, and sort of blowing the trumpet for women that are working my age, I do actually think you had to work twice as hard because, you know, everybody would say, so when are you leaving to have a family? I mean, they're not allowed to say that now and things like that, you know, it was all that kind of thing. And things have moved on enormously from then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed the challenge of it. It, it yeah. was great. Um, um, and what challenges do you feel that you experienced at those companies back in that back at that time as a woman well i think it was unusual for a woman to be working in business and you know at that level and and wanting to be ambitious and and work your way through you know and work your way up i think it was just unusual and and people did think it was a bit strange um but I have to say that that wasn't everybody that thought that. And I had some really great bosses that I worked for that, you know, went out of the way to give me a break and to help me to get promoted and, you know, things like that, because I was very ambitious yeah. and I didn't know how far I could go, but, but, and, and I didn't have a vision of where I'd go. Not really. But I'd I'd get a job and I'd think, well, I quite like this job and I can do this, you know, once I got it under my belt and everything. And I'd think, well, actually, I'd like to go for the next one. Um, you know, so there was no there was no real plan. Um, but I just wanted to do well. Um, and I was lucky I worked with some great people and had some great bosses that helped me along the way. Yeah. And what do you think drove that sort of ambition and determination? I know you say your parents have influenced um, a lot of your decision, uh, your career. Would you say that they had a, a, an influence in, in those early days? Well, I think that um, my father especially was very keen to impress on us all because I've got two brothers and a sister, you know, that about the values you always live by values, no matter what it is you do. Mm-hmm. And I always remembered that because there were lots of times, you know, sort of as I started to progress that you had to do things that you didn't really want to do. You know, you had to, we had a big restructure in one of the companies I worked for. You had to make a lot of people redundant. I hated that. Um, and, you know, my father said to me, well, you know, so you should. The day that you go into that and it not bother you is the day that you should you know, pack it in. Um, and I I always remember his values. And my mother was the person that said, follow your dreams. Whatever it is you want to do, have a go, go for it. Um, and so I think those two things together, you know, made me quite, quite ambitious. And and I think I never really accepted, oh, well, you can't do it because you're a woman. I've never accepted that. Yeah, that's good. And so you you come out of the corporate world and transition to actually running your own business. Tell us about that period and how long was that before then you got into property? 
Well, um, this is this goes into a lot of my personal life, actually, because I started to run my own business because, you know, corporate life is very demanding. And I was quite good at training. And I thought, well, I think I need a bit, bit more of a work-life balance. And actually, um, my husband and I, we decided we were going to adopt two children. Wow. So... That gave me the time and the opportunity because, you know, for anybody that's ever adopted children, that's quite a, a process that you have to go through. And it's quite intrusive in, in your personal life. So I was lucky because the business that I created, I used to travel all over the world, you know, South Africa, which was I loved, was fabulous. You know, went to Russia, never been there before, a lot of Eastern Europe and everything. Uh, so it was great, but it also gave me that opportunity to be able to, you know, pursue this uh, adoption process. And then what happened entirely out of the blue was my husband got posted to Poland. And it didn't really matter where I lived because I could do my training from anywhere because I was home based and then used to travel to take the courses. But what did happen from that, which shows that fate always has a hand in your life, is we adopted two children from Poland. And we were the first uh, British couple without any Polish history to be able to do that. And that changed my life again. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's amazing. So, <clears throat> I mean, how, how are the children now? I mean, obviously, are they... I take it they're grown up now. Yes, my um, I have a son and a daughter actually. So my son's twenty seven and my daughter's twenty four. And um, um, you know, it's been an amazing journey uh, for all of us. Um, And um, I did end up having to, uh, you know, stop running my own business, obviously, when I when I got the children, because you can't travel all over the world. Well, I didn't think you could anyway. I'm sure, you know, that won't be the same for everybody. But I didn't want to travel all over the world and leave the children behind when, you know, we'd spent such a long time wanting children and adopting them. Yeah. <clears throat> so I had to uh, pack in that business. And I was willing to do it. Um, And I thought I'll be a stop at home mum. I'm going to, you know, join because my son was four and my daughter was 18 months when when we adopted them. Mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to, you know, join play groups and I'm going to do coffee mornings and things like that. Mm. Unfortunately, it didn't work for me, really. I tried it for about 18 months and it just wasn't my scene. Yeah. Um, So that was how I ended up in property. And I ended up in property, therefore, by accident, as a lot of people do. And again, I was very, very lucky because hunters gave me the break that said, yeah, okay, we'll come and work here. Because I was quite experienced and I could add quite a lot of value, but I wanted the freedom to be able to work a bit and then, you know, pick the children up from school or nursery or whatever and then be at home with them. Mm. and I think you know I've been lucky all my life with well not all my life because I have had some bosses that I didn't like much but um you know I've been lucky with the bosses that I've had but especially that break more than any other 
has always impressed me because and I always always try to help other you know women that want to work but also want a family too mm. um <clears throat> because I was so grateful that I could do that and um so I started doing a bit of HR for them a bit of training and all that kind of thing and as the children got older I then increased my role and increased my responsibility um, until I've got to, you know, where I am today. But I have never, ever forgotten that that was such a lucky break. And I always try to do the same for other people if I can. And that's really good. I mean, it's so admirable to adopt children. I always admire anyone that does that. But it's interesting that you say that you was doing the coffee mornings and, you know, the, the stuff that the mums can do with with young children but it wasn't quite for you and I think that's it's it's quite interesting to hear that from the other perspective I think some some parents wish they could spend more time with the children but actually I think if you're career-minded um you sort of want that other path and try to find that balance so when you started at Hunter's you walked in on from with an HR position which is what you wanted at the beginning do you think they believed they were the sort of company that believed in you as a person rather than the qualifications at that time or the experience. Yeah, and I think it, I think it was lucky, you know, for both parties because what they wanted was they wanted to become more professional. So they wanted the training because a lot of training, especially in sales skills, is transferable. So they wanted more training. They wanted to be more professional, get proper you know, employment contracts together, all those kinds of things. So, you know, it did, it did work for both of us. Um, and, you know, then it, it, it grew from there. Yeah. Amazing. So let, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a moment, but let's have your first song choice, uh, which is Whitney Houston with One uh, Moment in Time. Tell us about this song. Oh, that, this is my favourite of, uh, of all the songs. This, I think this um, makes me feel strong and optimistic. Whenever I've gone through a tough time, you know, like, um, you know, in property crash or, or whatever, I always used to play this every morning before I went into work, you know, when I was in the car and I'd play it to myself at night. Um, I just think it's an amazing message uh, and I love the song. This much remains And that was Whitney Houston with A Moment in Time. So for the listeners that are are not aware, can you share with us who are Hunters and what does your role of CEO CEO entail today? Okay. So Hunters is an estate agent. We do uh, sales, lettings, new homes, lettings management. We We are a national network, so we've got just over 200 branches. Um, and we started with one branch in 1992 with four staff, and now we've got well over a thousand. 
We have 10 branches of our own and the rest are all franchised. Um, so we bring new uh, partners on board, onboard them, you know, help them with the rebranding, help them with marketing. We spend a lot of time, you know, with, uh, in training and developing staff so that they can give the customer the best experience because our vision as an estate agent is to be the nation's favourite estate agent. And how do you fulfil that, would you say, as a company? Well, I think we're very, very people-orientated. And, you know, that really matters because there is nothing more important than somebody getting a home. And that doesn't matter whether they're renting it, buying it, selling it. You know, it's a real personal journey. And I think it's important that, you know, whenever you're dealing with, with customers in, in this, in the property market, that you really listen to what their unique issues are and what they're trying to achieve mm. um, and and when and and why and everything, because then you can really help them. So customer service is really important to us. And, uh, you know, currently we've got over 96% customer satisfaction and we're, you know, really proud of that. Yeah, that's really good. I, I mean, do you think, because obviously there was a surge in online estate agency, how has that affected your business or has has it changed it in any way at all? Uh, well, I think in fairness, it probably has. I mean, Purple Bricks are the most famous online estate agency. And at first, you know, when they launched onto the market, there were a lot of estate agents that were very unhappy with that because, you know, it was... Um, they felt that, you know, it brought the fees down, that they didn't probably give the service that they should and all that kind of thing. And you think, well, hang on a minute, because actually what it taught us was two things, really. Brands matter. Uh, and also the customer is willing to transact uh, online to a degree. Some don't want to do anything online at all. And that's absolutely fine. Um, but, you know, others are willing to transact online. So I think most estate agents uh, have invested quite a lot in, in tech. And we have too. Um, we still maintain the, that the high street branch is, you know, the traditional branch is, is really important. People do like to go into a branch. Um, but of all things, uh, whether it's branch or what it is, of all things, it is about the people connection and it's about delivering good service. Mm. And uh, what do you think the future will be with that? Because, I mean, I, I know Hunters. Um, I know I'm East Essex based, so I know the one that you've got in Shoreditch. All uh, right. I, I've been familiar with the name for quite a number of years. Um, and I do think that High Street Presence has, you know, ha has a huge position within the industry. Do you think... It's it's got to a stage where the level where online versus high street is at, or do you think there's it's going to change a lot more? No, not really. I think that um, you know online agents have never got beyond ten percent of market share. Ninety percent of the market share is in traditional branches, uh, and I think that you know people like to go into a branch. But also, I think when people are working, they like to work as part of a team. Mm. 
Um, and I think those two things combined, um, you know, are, are really important in, in a state agency. Um, and especially, you know, like I was saying before, it is a huge decision, you know, picking which is going to be your home. We've seen such a change over the last 18 months because of COVID, of course. Yeah. You know, people have really, really questioned where they live, who they live with. Um, and, and, you know, the market has been incredible with people, you know, really searching for that, for that perfect home for themselves. Mm, I agree. So true. And you mentioned before about challenges and financial crash. So my next question was going to be, you know, have you navigated the company through such financial challenges, such as the 2008 financial crash and also this, this current pandemic? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't mind telling you, um, you know, we've had some really, really tough times. And there were times when, you know, you would think, I don't know if we're going to survive this. Mm. Um, And that is a terrible feeling. It's not just that it's a terrible feeling for yourself. It's a terrible feeling because you know that ultimately you've got responsibilities for so many other people and their families. Um, so it's it's a huge responsibility. And I think the only thing that you can do is make sure that you surround yourself with good people that can do the things you can't do mm-hmm. so that together as a team, you grit your teeth and you just get on with it. That's That's the, you know only solution and what do you think you know what do you think the market will see post pandemic because uh, i know obviously the property industry has almost thrived during this time because like you say people have made uh, really valuable decisions in terms of where they want to live and who they want to live with yeah that's going to change well i i don't think it'll change anytime soon actually for the simple reason that i think it gave us all a shock I mean, for some, it's been tragic, of course, but for all of us, it gave us such a shock because I don't think we ever expected that our freedom would be taken away the way that it was. Um, And I don't think that, you know, many people were used to, okay, it is just this environment. You can only be in this environment, this area. And so I do think it's made a huge um shift in terms of you know where people want to live as well as who they want to live with and i think the the fact that they're looking at the home as a home has to be a great thing for society because it's not just about it's bricks and mortar and it's money and how much will it deliver for me mm. it's about having a home um and i don't think that will change you know, anytime soon. I don't think the transaction levels will be as manic as they have been, um, but I do think that people will really, really take it seriously to make sure that they, you know, make the right choice yeah. for where to be. Absolutely. I think because their their careers are affected by this now as well, you know, it's not just yeah. personal 
choice. So let's move on to your second song choice, which is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with I Won't Back Down. Um, (laughs) It's quite apt to what we've just been discussing. Yes. Well, um, I think that throughout your career, you have to know your strengths as well as your development areas. I don't think you should call them weaknesses because we're all good at everything. It's just that some things we could be a little bit better at. So I would say that one of my strengths, but also if I'm not careful, can be a huge development area, is uh, I won't back down. Um, Now, when I was younger and I first started working, I hadn't controlled that very well. Uh, And I didn't control it very well. As I've got older, I have absolutely realised that, you know, for it to be a strength, you've got to know when actually you're not right and you need to change it so uh, so that's why I love that I love this song too it makes me smile uh, and it makes me remember how much I've learnt along the way in a world that keeps on pushing me And that was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with I Won't Back Down. So you mentioned before you started your career in 1979 and things were a lot different then for women in the workplace and in business. So what significant changes would you say you've seen over the years for the better? Um, I think that um, I think that most of the men that we would work with now would would expect treat us as equals, which I think should be the case. Um, And that wasn't necessarily the case then. I also think that because of a lot of the changes in in legislation and everything, I think it gives women the opportunity to both work and have a family. I always remember when I was first promoted as a manager and I had a sales uh, rep and and she was a girl amongst and the rest, the other seven or eight were all men and she had a baby. At that time, she was only allowed to have six weeks off maternity leave. Mm. Now, if you choose to have six weeks off, that's absolutely fine. But six weeks off is really harsh. Um, you know, your body's hardly getting back into, you know, into settling down and you've got your baby and, you know, all those things. And I, I think a lot of the legislation that's changed, you know, to help women have both. And of course, it's helping men have both, too, because, you know, they want a family, too. Um, so I think, all, you know, all of that is for the better. I think there's still some way to go so don't get me wrong I don't think everything's perfect but increasingly you do see you know women in senior positions and I think that that's a good thing because I think one of the things that women are very good at they are good at making people work as a team they're good at multitasking all those kinds of things because of course let's face it they have to do that you know um 
at home as well. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing that we're seeing lots of women come through and not, you know, not in stereotyped roles, lots of different roles. So, yeah. so it's great. So you mentioned about senior roles and it's really interesting because there's a, a lot being spoken about in the industry, um, in the property industry at the moment, about seeing more women in senior roles. And yeah. I mean, all the, although there's obviously inspirational people like yourself in those senior positions, there just doesn't mm. seem to be enough. I mean, why do you think that is, in your opinion? Um, well, I think I think that's a very good question. I mean, we... In our organisation, we have a lot of, of senior people that are women. Um, I think that estate agency has been quite male-dominated. Um, and I suppose it's more difficult for some companies than others to, you know, sort of embrace women and and bring them, bring them through. Um, but I don't think property is the only industry that, that needs to move on. Um, I think there's a number of, of industries that need to move on um, and, you know, embrace the fact that women can do a very, very good job in running a business. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I think that what we have to do as, as a, the, you know, female team is to really push forward and yeah. make sure that we believe that you know we can do it it's like um henry ford said you either think you can or you think you can't neither way you're right um but but um you know when they first offered me this job as ceo i was like oh i don't think i can do that i don't think i can do it um and i think you've got to have the confidence in yourself you can do it um and we should all as a you know a women's team really push forward uh, if that's if that's what we want to do and have the confidence to do it. Absolutely. And out of interest, why do you think they gave you or offered you the role as CEO at that time? I'm sorry, I didn't quite get the question. Why do you think they offered me the role? Yeah. Why do you think Hunters at that time offered you the role of, of CEO? Uh, well, this, this, well, I did ask them that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they said because they felt I was the best person to do it and you know like I say at the time I was like oh well I don't know whether I can or not uh, but it wasn't just one person that said that there were a number of you know of the other directors that that said the same and so I thought well if they think I can maybe I can um, and then I thought actually I'm going to give it a real good shot. I'm going to try. Um, and that's, you know, that's how it all happened. Um, and it happened actually all at once because not only was I doing that, but we were also floating at the same time. So there's, you know, quite a lot to learn. Um, but anyway, you know, here I am today. So everything that you do in the past brings you to where you are today. But I do think that, you know, confidence in yourself is, is is important yeah i totally agree with that so let's move on to your first song choice which is alicia keys this girl is on fire why does this song resonate with you glennis 
Oh, well, that that just brings us to what we were talking about before. Um, it was actually my husband that chose this song because we have conference, we have a conference every year, and this was the first year where I was in charge of the conference because I was the CEO. And so he said to me, "You should have this song because you know you've you've done so well." And when I was sat, you know, in the audience, and then I had to come from the back to the front to the stage and everything, this song was was going, and everybody, you know, it was just, I, it was one of the proudest moments of my life. Um, although I never ever forget that actually it's always a team game. You know, you can't get there on your own. But for me, I was just thrilled with it. And that was Alicia Keys with This Girl Is On Fire. So you've been married for 28 years. And how would you say your husband and family have supported you throughout your career? Well, my husband was also in business. He was in uh, manufacturing and then he went into, um, you know, consultancy for, for factories. So he would go in and, you know, turn them around or put new plants in, all that kind of thing. Um, and he's very, very clever. And there were lots of times that both of us have helped one another. You know, if he was in a bit of a, a sticky uh, patch, you know, we'd do role plays or, or whatever. And he's very much been the same for me and still does that now. You know, if if I've got a bit of a problem, I can talk to him about it. Uh, sometimes I do get a bit irritated if he starts giving me the answer. I don't want the answer necessarily. I just, <laughs> um but yeah my my family have been uh, hugely huge hugely supportive uh and I'm very grateful uh but family life is very important to me yeah and what 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 would you say success means to you or looks like to you well it's funny actually because I once asked my dad that when I was 12 what is success dad and why why is it that it always seems to be about money? And he said, it's not about money and you should never think it is. And actually I have never, I don't know whether it was because of that or because that's just, you know, part of who I am, but I don't think success is about money. I think success is about you look around you of what you've achieved and what people you've got working alongside you and what loyalty you've got and you know what you've what you've done together and you think yeah that's success because that's an achievement that nobody can ever take away and tell us what does the future bring what's the next milestone you want to achieve well we um we actually got taken over in march and now we're part of the property franchise group which is the biggest franchise uh you know, uh, company. So what I want to do now is, you know, I want to um, be part of amalgamating those those two companies, but yet retaining the integrity of the Hunters brand. I want all those people that have been, you know, sort of loyal to me over the years to get good jobs. And I want to be able to create something 
at, you know, help to create something at the top that makes the whole company, you know, bigger, better, giving, you know, great customer service and great job satisfaction to, you know, the people that work for it. And, you know, lots of people my age have retired or thinking of retiring, but not for me, I don't think, not just yet anyway. <laughs> How old are you, if you don't mind me asking, for listeners? I am 64. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you've got all that life experience to give back. So, you know, I'm sure there's so much you can still still do. And what advice would you give to women, you know, working their way up the ranks in, in the industry? I would say you have such an opportunity. You have a voice and know when to use the voice and don't be afraid of your voice work hard and just go for it because it is an amazing industry to work in you'll get such satisfaction from it but above all believe in yourself well it's been really lovely chatting with you is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish off no I think that's been absolutely great and it's been nice to meet you uh, Rosie and have a chat with you thank you very much indeed you too and that was Glynis Fruit for CEO of Hunters okay hold on a second just going to stop this